0: Hey, you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to The Reached Hangout. Today's conversation centers on hardships and spiritual battles. In other words, how are we supposed to maneuver through life when our backs are against the wall? So let's grab our beverage of choice. For me, it's going to be water, of course, snacks, and a notepad, or go to the notes section on your phone for today's episode called Trials and Tribulations. Again, today's episode is called Trials and Tribulations. So let's get into it. In life things can either mold you or corrupt you and personally for me I don't want the actions of others to determine how I see the world for the rest of my life and there can be some cases where you only see disgust because it feels like you can't win in any type of situation you keep giving your love but not getting love back you keep giving money but not getting money back you keep giving people your your time and not getting your time back, you provide your people with support and they don't want to support you back. Then some of us just say within ourselves, all right, that's it. I give up. I'm throwing my hands up. I'm walking away from everything because giving our all and being left empty in return isn't worth the trouble. Is not, though, you know, you're still trusting and believing in God because you feel like that is what you do in times of loneliness, brokenness, emptiness, doubt, etc. Because questioning your capabilities and saying to yourself, how can I give any more when I don't have anything else to give isn't worth the mental battle. Yes, God knows you don't have another fight in you. Yes, God knows you don't have another compromise in you, another relationship or just any energy to give, but continue to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but his. You decide whether you want life to mold you or corrupt you. The innocence that beamed off of you, because your heart was pure and had good intentions, is now, you know, afflicted and filled with hate, because you never imagined this could happen to you. None of us ever imagine how these things can happen to us. I promised myself about 12 years ago that I wasn't going to allow life to beat me up. (laughs) I wasn't going to allow life to get to me again. And I wasn't going to allow myself to feel this type of pain that I felt during that moment, during that time of my life. I was so serious about that declaration I made to myself, that promise I made to myself, that I created so many walls to avoid hurt, pain, manipulation, stress, and struggle that I could not see all the internal damage I was causing to myself I didn't see that because I was so fixated on keeping things out that I was damaging the things that was already within me Yes, we should have the imprint of life in all of us because it's life. It's not saying you wake up every day and you make this conscious decision to avoid life. That's not what I'm saying, because there is beauty within life. But with that beauty comes pain. And I did not want To wake up another day in my life where I continue to see that pain through my eyes, the pain that I had endured for so long, the pain that I seen around people, the pain that I seen through people, I said to myself, I don't want to see that pain any more When I think about last year, because it's still fresh, we still in the beginning part of the new year. When I think about last year and all the wins, there is nothing but a bright smile on my face because I'm like, God, I came so far. Like I have my business license. I decided to go back to school full time to get my bachelor's degree like I'm just picking and choosing how I want to live my life. I have finally have my season. I finally have my moment to where I can control what I want. Nobody has control over me. I can pick and choose the hours I want to work. I can pick and choose whatever. And I'm happy for that. You know, I'm happy about all those things. But at the same token, there's a contrast to that side, it's a vulnerable side. That's the side of me that when I think of all the things of last year, when I think of everything from my past, I can get a little emotional. I can be honest with y'all, I can get a little emotional because even though you can have peace about a situation or circumstance or whatever you want to call it, it doesn't mean that it still can't tug on your heartstrings just a little bit. Not that, lot, but a little bit. And that side of me was, you know, the side that I go through my trials and my tribulations, the side that I'm still learning, the side that I'm still growing the side that, you know, I'm trying to make my money do what I need to do the side that I'm just trying to overcome and do so much. Yes, there's a happy side of me, but it's also that vulnerable side of me. And something my parents told me um, this past weekend when we were in the car together leaving a family function, they said, you know, what God has placed in your hands, you have been carrying it so well. You have been, I've really been seeing you put the work in of saying, no, I really want to become the best version of myself. Like trying to redefine, trying to rediscover, searching who Lydia truly is and not involving yourself in things that doesn't suit your purpose. And you are really being intentional. And, you know, I heard what they said. And, you know, a part of me, which is we talked about self-sabotage on here before in the past episode, a part of me self-sabotage myself because I was like, I see the greatness that you're speaking of to me but it's difficult out here like it's really difficult like i'm not saying that i'm going to walk away and stop being the version of me that i am today because the past version of me doesn't even suit me anymore that's not who i am anymore so i'm not saying i would ever revert back to that old version of me but it is hard It's hard. And I try to have a positive mindset every day because I don't like to wake up feeling negative because feeling negative doesn't do anything for me. It's not a fake it till you make it type of mindset. It's that I'm going to trust and believe in God type of mindset. And, you know, the enemy He will use that vulnerable side of us. He will use that that softer side of us to fuel from and use it against us. He preys on us like an animal. You know, he preys on our weaknesses because he is doing what it is said for him to do do in the book of John chapter 10 verse 10 the NIV version says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy so the enemy the only thing the enemy is trying to do is to bring destruction even when you think he's not trying to bring destruction he is bringing destruction and what I have learned all of my years of staying the course, trying to keep the faith, just trying to find Lydia, the spiritual Lydia, the Lydia that loves God and seeking myself as well, my self-love, my self-worth, myself, everything. The things that I have learned progressing to this moment where I am today, I cannot have a breakthrough. I cannot be covered. I cannot be protected. If I do not call on the name of the Lord. If I do not call on God, if I do not call on Jesus, if I do not surround things that strengthen my faith, that strengthens my spirit in Christ, not things that weakens my faith, weakens me, manipulates me or with me which I have discussed in a past episode called your soul is a hostage but I cannot surround myself in things that does not suit my purpose and does not reflect who God is within me and I have this theory because we're talking about trials and tribulations. We're talking about being pushed up against this wall in life and feeling like there's nowhere for us to run. Like every battle that we are walking into, we are losing. But I really think think that maybe we feel like we don't have a way out is because we are allowing ourselves to be around too much clutter in our lives what is this clutter it can be friends it can be situationships it can be technology when i say technology i'm talking about our phones our tv social media the internet anything that we have been ingesting so much into like diving so much into money Like we're working all these hours to make this money for what? Because if we're not connected with God, that money will fall out of our hands like putty because we're not giving God his 10 percent. We're not walking in the path that God wants us to walk in. So, of course, it's going to feel like our money is being eaten up. And it's like, God, when I'm working hard, I'm doing all this stuff. But all of these things that we have allowed ourselves to have all of our attention makes us lack in our relationship with God. And you know what I can say that I personally have had moments where I was wound up in something other than my Bible time, other than, you know, giving God his glory, that God had to really sit me down and was like, really? We doing that? (laughs) And I'm like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'll get to you next time. I'll get to you next time. But in this life, in this season that we are in, we don't have time to rain check God because I am seeking God's face because I have some things that I need for him to do for me in this season and not just things I need for him to do I need God to continue to protect me from that seen and unseen danger so I need to get my relationship I need to get my connection back with God So even when I am cornered against the wall by the enemy, or even when I feel like I personally cornered myself, God will always work it out in the end for me, but I cannot tap into that faith. I cannot tap into that strength. If I do not allow myself to be in God's presence, not just only for the reassurance, But we have to stay in God's presence. You know, I told you guys on a YouTube video and I have been saying it on here as well on my podcast that I'm really trying to dive into my word and I'm really trying to understand what I'm reading. And so far, I'm almost finished with the book of Genesis. That's the first book of the Bible. And the biggest example that I can pull biblically that relates to today's episode that I wanted to talk about. Yes, I can give personal connections. Y'all know I always do that, but I really want to come at it from a biblical standpoint. But one of the examples I can pull from is God's servant named Joseph. If you don't know who Joseph is, y'all, is Joseph the king of dreams and Joseph life begins in the book of Genesis, God gives him favor, he automatically God says you're going to have favor automatically God allows him the ability to interpret dreams that God is not only giving him but giving others. And Joseph's father adores him not only because God is blessing him so much, but the context behind it is Joseph's father was really 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 old when he had, him. and so Joseph has brothers, and Joseph brothers they had mad hate in their heart for their youngest brother, undescribable hate for their youngest brother. Because not only is their father giving him all this attention but now his brother is telling them oh I had dreams that y'all are bowing to me in so many words so they're thinking that oh he thinks he better than us because dad favors him and he does whatever with father now he told about I'm getting on my knees and all this other stuff so they plotted to kill him but the firstborn, which was Reuben, he said, no, let's not kill Joseph. OK, so he disappears out the context for a little bit. It doesn't say where he went in the Bible, but he disappears for a little bit. So the other brothers, one of the brothers, he was like, let's sell. him. Let's sell our brother. Let's get some money from it. So they sell the brother. They come back home. First of all, Reuben comes back. He says, Where's Joseph? They like, We sold him. Reuben, like, Why are you selling? So it's nothing they can do. Joseph's already gone. They come home and they lie and they say, A big beast ate Joseph. Like an animal killed him, in so many words. And their father, which was Jacob. He just was distraught. He couldn't believe he lost his son. And Joseph, they were in the land of Canaan, but Joseph got sold. So now he's in Egypt, far from home, okay? He gets sold to this man named Potiphar. Potiphar is one of Pharaoh's officials. He's the captain of the guard, all right? And Potiphar sees the anointing over Joseph's life that he made him in charge of his whole household in so many words. And Potiphar's wife, and it said in the Bible that Joseph had a good build. I'm paraphrasing everything. So Potiphar's wife, like she approaches Joseph and she like sleep with me. And Joseph, like your husband gave me legal authority over the whole house, but he did not mean you. And no, I'm not about to sleep with you. So she got mad. One day she caught Joseph slipping and Joseph was he had to go back to Potiphar's house to handle some business. And no one was around. And she walked up on him again and was like, sleep with me. He was like, no. So she grabbed, bro. He flees in the midst of him fleeing his cloak. It rips off of him. So, you know, she embarrassed But nobody's around. So once he gets a good distance, she start wailing, she start crying, she start being frantic, telling everybody, even her husband, that Joseph tried to rape her. Potiphar, her husband, throws Joseph in jail. OK, years go by. He's in jail. But during this whole transaction and the Bible says that God was with Joseph from the moment Joseph got sold to the moment he entered Potiphar's house to the moment he was in jail. It said that God was with Joseph. God gave Joseph favor with the warden in jail that the warden allowed Joseph to run the jail. And that's how much favor was over Joseph's life, okay? So years go by, these two people get thrown in jail while Joseph was in there. One was a cupbearer and one was a baker. They had dreams, Joseph interpreted their dreams that came to pass, and Joseph said to the cupbearer, "When you get released, don't forget me. Tell Pharaoh about me." The cupbearer gets released, both for the two prisoners, the baker and the cupbearer, they get released. The cupbearer, it says in the Bible that he forgot about Joseph. So he forgets about Joseph. Years go by and Pharaoh, he has these two dreams and they troubled him so much that he brought in magicians. He brought in the greats of the greats to interpret his dream. No one could interpret his dreams. And so the cupbearer remembered about Joseph and he was like, my Lord, you know, paraphrasing. And he was like, okay, bring me Joseph. Joseph interprets the dream. Pharaoh likes the answer. Then Pharaoh appoints Joseph ruler over all of Egypt to save them From seven years of famine because Pharaoh dream was he had two separate dreams, but they were basically one dream showing that they would have seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. Joseph is over everything, over the kingdom. He has authority over all. Anybody and everybody will answer to him. The only thing that the Pharaoh said that he did not have power over was the throne, basically him. So at the end of the day, he was still underneath the Pharaoh. But I encourage y'all to read the entire book of Genesis. Um, it talks more than just about Joseph. But like I told you, all I've been diving into my word. And I'm just giving y'all this quick one rundown, this quick one, two for today's episode, because I'm pointing out something very important in this story. All right. God had favor over Joseph's life. His brothers despised him and sold him into slavery. Joseph thought he received his most highest peak of blessing when he goes into Pharaoh's official's house to help him just to find out his wife was trying to sleep with him. And then he gets framed and gets thrown in prison. Then he meets people that get thrown in prison that works for the Pharaoh. And he says, please don't forget me. They forget him. And he's years in prison. Then the season finally comes when he is needed and he's brought out of prison. So I'm saying all that to say this, Joseph back was against the wall more than once. He was cornered more than once. He was going through more than once. But while he was experiencing all that, all that stemmed back to his brother's hatred for him and wanting to sell him. Joseph could have took that hatred that his brothers had against him and cleaned on to it and let that be his story. But he didn't do that. He did not allow that to change him. He did not allow that to remove himself from God. You know what Joseph said? Joseph said in Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, he says this. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it too good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So Joseph knew, even though you despise me, even though you hated me, even though you plotted on me, even though you tried to kill me, God knew I needed to be in this particular position at this particular time in my life to not only bring Egypt out of famine. Okay. But to bring his family out of famine as well. But imagine if Joseph held on to what his brothers did to him. What if he allowed that To define his story, to keep him bound in the position of a slave when God did not see him as a slave, when God saw authority over his life, when God spoke power over his life we cannot allow life to corner us we cannot allow life to minimize us because no matter what god is working it out in our favor god is working it out in our favor even when we don't see it i am a true testament to that that god will use people to turn things around in your favor even if they don't like you or I have witnessed God himself intervening for me to get me to where I needed to go, wherever he was trying to place me in that moment. God himself helped me get there. So no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, God were intervene For you, Like I said in the book of Genesis, when Joseph was going through it, it said in that Bible the entire time, and God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph when Joseph was born. God was with Joseph when his brother sold him. God was with Joseph when he was in Potiphar's house. God was with Joseph when he was in prison. God was with Joseph even when he got promoted to ruler all over Egypt. God was with Joseph. We must have that same mentality. We must ingest that mentality into our spirits that no matter what, God is with us god is with me from the moment i open my eyes god is with me to the moment i close my eyes god is with me even when i am sleeping god is with me and if you don't believe that god is with you every step of the way of your life i dare you to ask god to give you that reassurance to reveal to you who he is and he will because he did it for me. There is no respect for persons with God. The same God that blessed me is the same God that can bless you too. Don't allow life to corner you. Don't allow life to corrupt you. Don't allow life to change your good to evil because you are meant to be that loving person. You are meant to be that kind-hearted person. You are meant to be that generous person. You are meant to be that respected person in this world. We don't need any more people in this world who just going with the flow because they're tired of getting the short end of the stick. You know what, instead of us complaining about how we always getting the short end of the stick, why don't we just plant our own tree? or trees, so we can have all the sticks and branches that we want, regardless of what people think that they're going to hand to us, because we know we have favor over our lives. Let's continue to stay rooted in God. If something comes in the way of that, if something tries to afflict you, distract you, or remove you from God, chop it up as a lesson and keep on moving. It can get rough out here. <laughs> you know, you can be swinging but don't know what you swinging at. you can be swinging the air, but it pays off in the end because even though we have those moments of regret, pain, hurt, and failure, we still have those moments of joy, peace, happiness, love, etc. Don't dwell on the things and the situations of the world, but continue to dwell on God. Posture your heart for Jesus. Posture your mind for Jesus. Posture yourself for God. Just posture yourself in Christ. And I know it can be hard. I say it on here all the time. We can say things that we want to do, but it's hard because you feel like, OK, I'm, I'm doing this, but it's not making a difference. But I'm telling you, even though you do not physically see a difference, it is making a difference. You know, something that I always have surrounding me, because like I said, I like to surround myself around things that empower me, encourages me, um, make my faith sustain, make my faith be stronger in God. So I have these two Bible verses on my home screen. To remind me every day that everything that I'm doing is not going in vain. So my first verse is Matthew chapter five, verse 14, King James Version. It says, ye are the lights of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. In Psalms chapter 126, verse five, this is the second verse. Niv version it states, those who sow with tears will reap with the songs of joy. Overall, when the going gets tough, when the going gets hard, I know that God is still with me, and I cannot forget that. Not saying that nobody goes through trials and tribulations, and I'm the only one who's having a hardship. I just know in my moments. Of sadness and my moments of feeling like my back is against the wall. I know that God is with me and He's working it all out for my good. It's gonna pay off. I know it will. So this rough and stagnant or busy season that some of us may be in, or you can be in a peaceful season. Hats off to you if you in a peaceful season, but you know, those moments. We have to remember that no matter what, God is going to work it out for our good. Point blank, period. We must continue to root ourselves in God and not let people nor life dictate how we are supposed to be. We live in God's world, not man's world. So no one can say or do anything To remove you from your purpose. Because God said it. So it must come to pass. You want to know why it must come to pass? Because his word is not void. And that's on. Period. Well, our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section. Share slash tag a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is on the podcast. And make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, y'all. Lydia's Chronicles by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me. I just post a video of just a vlog, a weekend vlog. Your girl went out of town. I went to a baby shower. I made me some homemade taco. Y'all, y'all just gotta see the vlog. Y'all just gotta see the vlog because I had a lot going on. And plus, my previous videos, if y'all wanna check those out too. Just saying. And all of my socials will be in the description box. If no one has told you this today, I love you. God loves you, and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game on here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. With who? With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again... Bye...